Hello, Internet friends. This is Linda, and welcome to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. And this is Glenn. It's so nice to have you visit us here in our studio today. Well, our gospel music group, Forgiven, is on its way. I'm so excited to get it going again after being a solo, solo artist for such a long time. I always enjoyed working with other singers and artists. Vivian Bowman is now singing with us, and it's a joy to have her with us singing praises to the Lord. Vivian is a precious and beautiful uh, contra-alto, and we're so pleased that she's decided to join us and facilitate the reorganization of my old gospel group called Forgiven. That sure is an appropriate name for us, isn't it? Yes, we're so blessed to be forgiven. Forgiven of all of what we have done that displeased our Lord. There's nothing good about me. God says, all my righteousness is as filthy rags. We are wandering about aimlessly, satisfying our fleeting desires and changing moods, not really knowing our destiny. There is no real direction, just making it. Life without purpose leaves us empty. It makes us feel worthless. I think God made us for direction and purpose. We're just not happy until we realize this and adapt. In today's song, we look at such a person that is like us all, who has focused his eyes on his eternity that lies ahead. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. I'm traveling through this world below. There's no sickness, toil, nor danger in that bright world to which I go. I'm going there to see my father. I'm going there no more to roam. I'm just a-going over Jordan. I'm just a-going over home. I know dark clouds will gather o'er me. I know my pathway is rough and steep. But golden fields lie out before me, where weary eyes no more shall weep. I'm going there to see my mother. She said she'd meet me when I come. I'm just a-going over Jordan. I'm just a-going over home. I want to sing Salvation's story in concert with the blood-washed band. I want to wear a golden crown when I get home to that good land. I'm going there to see my brothers. They pass before me one by one. I'm just a-going over Jordan. I'm just a-going over home. I'll soon be free from every trial. This form will rest beneath the sod. I'll drop the cross of self-denial and enter in my home with God. I'm going there to see my Savior, who shed for me his precious blood. I'm just a-going over Jordan. I'm just a-going over home. The wayfaring stranger, also known as poor wayfaring stranger, or I am a poor wayfaring stranger, is well-known American folk and gospel song. The lyrics of this hymn illustrate the life of a Christian longing for their home of God's kingdom as a wayfaring stranger on earth. The tune is part of the Christian hymn, part prayer, part woeful song, in part owed to man's journey. 
It's a beautiful hymn with a haunting mountain melody. The plain, simple lyrics express faith in terms of being on journey and that we are all merely pilgrims passing through the earth, heading toward our real destination of heaven. Wayfaring Stranger comes to us from the southern Appalachian Mountains, and it has been traced back to the 1700s. The song has been associated with groups living in southern United States throughout and being mixed with the European African and first American ancestors. These families and communities are associated with the Cumberland Gap area, central Appalachia, which includes portions of East Tennessee, southwest Virginia, and eastern Kentucky. As with most, many variations of the lyrics exist, and many versions of this song have been published over time by popular singers, often being linked to times of hardship and notable experiences in the singers' lives. According to the book of The Makers of Sacred Heart by David Warren Steele and Richard H. Hulan, the lyrics were published in 1858 in Joseph Beaver's Christian Songster, which was a collection of popular hymns and spiritual songs of the time. This may or may not have been the first time the song appeared in English print, or and a songwriter and the songwriter is unknown. The melody of this folk tune probably traveled by oral tradition, meaning that notes weren't written down. The jury is still out when it comes to the composer of Wayfaring Stranger. Some people think it's a reworked Negro spiritual. Some think that it could have come from the Portuguese colonists. Others think that, that it could have been reworked native song. After the Civil War, this was known as the Libby Prison Hymn, after it was erroneously attributed to a Union soldier who sang it while incarcerated in a Confederate prison in Richmond, Virginia. The song starts off, I'm a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe. There's no sickness, no toil, no danger in that bright land which I go. The traveler is saying that this world he or she is living in is filled with troubles. Earth is below filled with woe, and that bright land in heaven that awaits us is no sickness, toil, or danger. The chorus looks forward to reuniting with the Creator. I'm going there to see my father. I'm going back there no more to roam. I'm only going over Jordan. I'm just a going over home. Our warfaring stranger is going to heaven to see God the Father and stop this roaming on earth, perhaps seeing dead loved ones. This stranger will cross the legendary river Jordan that separates earth and heaven journeying into the promised land of salvation. The wayfaring stranger is in every man a solitary journey that only he or she can complete. The lyrics are filled with desperation. The minor key, most often A minor, gives the woeful song tone 
and in the end our stranger is dying. The song, it's a story of living up, surrender, succumbing to death, mortal injury, desperation, leaving troubles behind, fatal illness, an insurmountable struggle to get to coming liberation. Every man could be any one of us. The anonymity of this song's authorship gives testimony as to how we are connected and how relatable these times make it. Following us some Bible references pertaining to this song, Wayfaring Stranger. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with a guest like all my fathers. Psalms thirty-nine, twelve. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. Psalms one nineteen nineteen. And we all, with unveiled face, behold them the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But as it is desired a better country, that is, a heavenly one, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Hebrews 11.16 For here we have no lasting city, but we seek a city that is to come. Hebrews 13.14 This song was popularized by Burl Ives in the 1940s when he used the title The Wayfaring Stranger as the name of his radio program, his first two albums, and his 1948 autobiography. Ives identified with the song's beleaguered wanderer as he dropped out of college and went on his own journey across the U.S., singing and collecting folk songs in the 1930s. Although he became well-known for his holly jolly Christmas tunes, thanks to his role as Sam the Snowman in the 1964 TV special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, traditional folk songs were his bread and butter. The fact is that this song has now become one of the most loved gospel folk songs in America. As with many folk songs, there are many versions of this hymn floating around in America. It has been adopted by musicians of all sorts of backgrounds to present their message to the world. Prominent and famous musicians have made this folk song their own. Moreover, the tune is also known as Poor Wearfaring Stranger, or I Am a Poor Wearfaring Stranger. Interestingly, uh, members of the Western Writers of America included it on the top 100 Western songs of all time. What can't be lost is the obvious feeling of displacement of the singer. The singer isn't just a stranger, but a poor, wayfaring stranger. Clearly, the singer doesn't feel a sense of belonging and welcome here, but believe it's possible and rest assured that even if they do not find it here, they will find it with the Savior. 
We read in 1 Peter 1.17, Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as forgiveness here in reverent fear. The great apostle Peter also wrote about this 1900 years ago when he reminded Christians all over the empire that they were all merely foreigners living in the world no matter where they existed, what people they belonged to, or even the culture they came from. Christians were not meant to, or even, or were not meant to anchor themselves to a, a particular place or time. According to Peter, uh, followers of Christ were sojourners who resided in the world temporarily and who could look forward to being with God in his everlasting kingdom. In other words, a Christian does not put down his or, his or her roots anywhere on the planet. He or she is a wayfaring stranger traveling home to be with God. In 1 Peter 2, 9-11, we read, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Second Corinthians 5, 1 says... For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Follow as we read Revelations 21, 1-5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying, no pain any more. For former things are passed away. And he who settled on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Our road of direction should be as in Isaiah 35, 8. A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. Getting up each morning is not no and not knowing what to do could be incredibly frustrating. 
Just look around and see your friends and co-workers happy and having meaningful lives. They have precious relationships, good jobs, and they seem to know where they're going in life. You know that God has something good in store for each of us. I've heard it expressed as God has a wonderful plan for your life. Surely you don't believe he intends you to leave, live a life of gloom and dread. The day would be a total bummer. The Bible is full of scriptures about joy. Now that doesn't mean that every single day is happy-go-lucky, but it does mean that most of our life we feel a gladness that covers our life. In Psalm 63:7, David said, For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I shall sing for joy. How can we get to such a place? Instead of wandering aimlessly through life, we're actually singing for joy. God is God, and he works all things, including your life, according to his purpose. Nothing can happen without God ordaining it. Psalms 57.2 says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Here is how we can understand God's purpose for our life. God has numbered your days and will fulfill every purpose he has for you. Our choices and actions also really matter. Our sin nature is something difficult to understand, but it's real. We can choose things that make us happy and give us purpose. We want to help you identify these choices. If we are regularly disobeying the Bible, we're not living God's purpose. We will certainly experience a sense of aimlessness in life. This one is pretty easy to see. If you wake up every day filled with apathy or dread or total boredom, you're probably not doing what you were meant to do. God has created you uniquely and has really good things planned for you. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy in Galatians 5.22. Sure, there will be difficult things you encounter that require patience and persistence. But overall, you should have a sense of joy and excitement that fills your days, your work, and your relationships. If we go about our life feeling very little fulfillment, we might be away from our God-given calling. The satisfaction that comes from completing something means a lot and makes a difference. From a job that uses your skills and abilities, from a relationship that involves fulfilling each other's needs, from those things that we do in times of relaxation. I know we can't have every moment of every day that's not being boring and unfulfilling, but thank God we have the opportunity to change. Maybe you feel your work is pointless. You go to work, do your job, then go home and collapse in front of the TV computer, or Game Boy. You always look forward to the weekends or retirement. Perhaps you're only happy about things outside of your job, from hobbies or friends or outside activities. Ecclesiastes 8.15 says, And I commend joy, for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life. 
that God has given him under the sun. Would you say that this kind of joy characterizes your life and work? If not, you may need to rethink where you're headed. Perhaps you'd love a change, but also feel stuck where you are. That almost certainly is a sign that you're not walking according to God's purpose. Those who are stuck want to go in a particular direction, but know how to, don't know how to get there. They spin their wheels, feeling endlessly frustrated, but unsure how to make the frustration in. Do you feel trapped? If you don't know God's will for your life, you will always have a feeling of aimlessness, and you will feel as though you're wandering from thing to thing with no progress. You won't get excited about anything, you won't have any goals you're working toward. Unlike the Israelites who wandered for 40 years, yet still had a goal, the promised land, you don't even have a goal in front of you. We can regain our sense of being and learn what God has for your life. If you feel lack of pur purpose, ask God to give you wisdom and direction. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. That's good news. God wants us to have a reason for living. He wants to give us divine wisdom. It's not like God is not telling you just to make you unhappy. He wants you to have a joyous, ambitious life filled with purpose. Ask God for purpose and expect him to give it to you. God mainly speaks to us through his word. Of course, that means the first things we should do in a search for God's purpose is to start reading the scripture. Don't expect the scripture to tell you exactly what job you should look for or exactly what you need to do in any given situation specifically, but you will begin to understand the heart of God. Psalms 119.105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word brings light to past that overwise seem dark. There we learn how to live wisely in God's word world, which is the first step toward finding our way. God gives each one of us a spe uh, specific gifts and abilities. Are you good at math? Do you give good advice? Maybe you thrill at tinkering with electronics. Maybe you have good business sense. Maybe you're good at helping people and getting things done. God's purpose for you is probably involves the things you're already good at. This is where education can be particularly valuable. Going to college or going back to college allows you to discover the gifts and determine how you're going to use them. It also connects you with people who want to help you find your purpose. What is the one thing you're excited about? Now this can be anything like business, art, economics, working to overcome poverty, whatever it is. If money wasn't an issue, what would you love to do? Figuring out your passions often helps you figure out what God has called you to do. It's often said that God works at the intersection of our gifts and our passions. Where do your gifts meet your passions? 
That may be God's purpose for you. Proverbs 11:14 says, "Where there is no guidance, a people fail, but the abundance of counseling, there is safety." In other words, one of the main ways God will help you to find purpose is through others. Find people you trust, whether this is your teacher, relatives, friends. It needs to be people that care about you and want the best for you. You are looking for smart people to help you find God's purpose in your life. Sometimes it's helpful to get away to a restful place of solitude to think, pray, and write out your thoughts. It doesn't have to be anything special for this to be effective. Just a day away from the hustle can be rewarding. During this time away, you can let yourself be still and ponder. Ask God for direction and listen for His voice. This doesn't need to be complicated and doesn't require any elaborate rituals. Hebrews 11.6 is a reminder that God always rewards those who seek Him. He's not hiding or trying to keep His will hidden from you. He wants to show you. Looking to, sever, to, looking to discover what God wants for you can be stressful and overwhelming thing. It might seem too big, too many things to handle, frustrating to you. You want to move forward? You just can't seem to, to, to. You so much want to find your reason for existence, but you feel like you're just wandering around. Let me give you something to hang on to. You can trust God. He will lead you where he wants you to go. In Psalms 23, 2 and 3, he says, He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You may feel confused, but God doesn't. He knows where you are and where he wants you to go. And that is the same place you want to. Your very being says so. Trust him. That is so true, Glenn. Did you know there are learned people in our church that believe about 80 or 90% of our church members are unsaved? I think this is a tragedy. The very people who have been given God's word and plan of salvation have grabbed this quick and easy salvation and run with it, believing they've received salvation. But they have just been fooled by the evil, evil one. They said the prayer, they joined the church, they were baptized in the baptistry, and had a smile of joy in themselves and went home to their beds. Folks, none of these things I've mentioned our way to salvation. Jesus says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the realization that we were lost and on our way to hell, helpless and unable to do anything to save ourselves. And then hearing the word of God, then believing it, realizing Jesus gave himself as a living sacrifice for our sins that we willingly did 
of our own volition. And this sin separates us from Almighty God that breathed a living soul in us. He died for us. Believe this with all your heart makes a change in your life. Get this part. You become different because you are convicted of your sin and realize you're lost. Then believe so wholeheartedly that it changes you. You become a new creature. You act differently. When you realize that he bought you with his life's blood and died for you, you start to serve him because of who he is. We love the brethren because Jesus does. We love Jesus because he loved us first. We love the church because Jesus died for it and established it. If this is not a picture of you, I implore you to examine yourself before God because your eternity depends on it. Don't be fooled by the evil one into thinking that everything's all right. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. You cannot believe in anything else but him and him alone and be saved. Don't trust a sinner's prayer, a church membership, baptism, or anything you do. Jesus paid it all, a hundred percent himself. When we find ourselves in this position at the foot of the cross, and only then can we expect this change to come in our lives. People, I say these things because they're true to the Bible, and I really care about you. I would not want anyone to die and go to hell thinking they had taken care of things and it not be right. If you've never fully trusted Jesus, please do it today. Thank you, Glenn. Now let's listen to Forgiven Do Wayfaring Stranger. Traveling through this world of woe, there is no sickness, toil, nor danger in that bright world to which I go. I'm going there to see my father. I'm going Just a going home. I know dark clouds will gather o'er me. I know my pathways rough and steep, but golden fields lie out before me, where weary hearts. 
heart no more shall we I'm going there to see my mother she said she'd meet me when I come I'm just a going over Jordan I'm just a soon be free from every trial this form will rest beneath the sod I'll drop the cross of self-denial and enter in my home with God I'm going there Savior, who shed for me his precious blood. I'm just a going over Jordan. I'm just a Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We trust it was a blessing to you. It makes our day when we hear someone that was blessed by our podcast or music. We'd love to get an email from you. Just send it to glenn.dawson at glenn.dawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N dot Dawson at Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, DawsonEA.com. You can find all our information on our website at www.glendawsonea.com. In addition to our email, you can find information about our Facebook page and Twitter information. You can also find links to our index of all our podcasts and links to all our music on YouTube. We do hope so much you will send your friends and family over to our website to sign up for our newsletter. By signing up, they can win a CD or USB drive with our songs on it. We do hope that you enjoy these. And remember now, we We love love y'all. God God be be with you. you. Bye Bye for for now. now.